Well, hello, church. I wish I could say that it's great to see you, but of course, I can't quite say that at the moment. I'm missing seeing so many of your faces. But wherever you are right now, I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is with you. And no matter what distance may separate us, it's the same Spirit that connects us. And it's great that we can join together in the Spirit right now. And this morning, we're gonna be continuing on with our vision series, Build and Bless. And I hope that you've been able to take some of the teachings so far and apply it to your life. You know, vision is corporate, but it is also personal. Building and blessing are not just actions for the gathered church, they are equally for the scattered church. And right now, there's a lot more scattering happening than there is gathering. Your life is called to build and it is called to bless. We build the church and through that, God builds and expands his kingdom. We bless others and in doing so, the Holy Spirit reveals and illuminates Jesus to people. If you've been around here at Life Church for any length of time, you'll have heard our saying, blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. And we know, don't we, that that is just more than a, a catchy tagline. It's more than just a nice saying. It's a statement of our lifestyle. It's a statement of our posture. We know it's a true statement that we are blessed to be a blessing because we are so blessed. You know, I could sit here all day and list the things that we are blessed with. We are blessed to live in a safe country blessed to have access to clean water and food, blessed to have a roof over our heads, blessed to have clothes on our backs. We are blessed to have access to education. And those are great things and we can be grateful for them, but they are just material things. And blessing can't just be confined to material possessions because there are millions, if not billions of people around the world who do not have access to those things. They are blessings, of course, and to whom much is given, much is required, but they are not the full scope of a blessed life. They can't be. Because the truth for all of us is we are blessed because we have Jesus. What God has done for us through Christ is the single thing that we will celebrate for the rest of eternity. All other temporary things will fade away, but our awe and wonder of God and who He is will be the focus of our worship for the rest of eternity. Blessing is so much more than just our natural possessions and our finance. But it is good to have a reality check sometimes that we do live in a relatively wealthy country. We live in a wealthy society and we are very blessed to live where we live. And the challenge that scripture gives us is that to whom much is given, much is required. We are blessed to be a blessing. Carl shared this passage with us a few weeks ago from Matthew 16, verses 15 to 18. Then he, that is Jesus, he asked them, who do you say that I am. Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, 
Simon, son of John, or Simon, son of Jonah, as other translations say, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not conquer it. The revelation of who Jesus is, is what the church is built upon. Jesus is the cornerstone, the foundation, and our lives are built upon our revelation of who He is. He is the focus of our lives, and it's on His foundation that we find stability and peace because when we receive the revelation of who He is, that's when we receive the revelation of who we truly are. We now get to see ourselves the way the Father sees us. Notice Jesus' words to Peter and how he mentions his earthly father. You are blessed, Simon, son of John. You know, up until this point, his name was Simon. He had had an earthly heritage with earthly parents. He lived his life only in the natural, caring only for temporary things. But now as he receives the revelation from the Father through the Holy Spirit that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, having that revelation, Jesus now declares a new name for him, Peter. He has a new identity, a new purpose, a new mission to build his life upon that is far greater than earthly things. And he reminds him that through Christ, he has a heavenly Father. And because of that, he is greatly blessed. That truth is the same for us today. We are blessed because the Holy Spirit has illuminated our need for Jesus. As we have accepted him, we are forgiven, set free, our chains are broken. We are justified, which means we are made just as if we had never sinned. We have a new identity and therefore a new purpose. We are greatly blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. And because of that blessing, we can build lives that serve and bless the people around us. In this series, Carl has shared three distinct aspects of build. Build right, build brave, and build to last. A life that is built on Christ is a life that will worship God and bless others. In fact, if we build right, we will know that we are to bless others because we will be seeking first his kingdom We've set aside our own priorities and our own preferences in order to seek God's kingdom first. We will know that we are to bless others. And if we build brave, we will not be afraid to bless others, even when it might seem like a stretch. Even though things might be uncertain, even though it might be uncomfortable, we will have the courage and the faith to continue blessing people regardless of what our circumstances might be saying. And if we build to last, it will be our joy to bless people. We won't have to, we will want to, because we know that as we do, we are leaving a legacy for the generations to come. The mark of correct building is blessing. 
as Cal put it a few weeks ago, a lifestyle of blessing shows a correct kingdom perspective because I can see how blessed I really am. And this is why maintaining an attitude of gratitude is so vital. Gratitude releases generosity. And true generosity is blessing without selfish motive. I give and I don't expect anything in return. The paradox of this is that the promise of Scripture is that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And he who sows will reap a harvest. So even though we give generously and don't expect anything in return, we know the fact is that when I am blessing, I am being more blessed than the person that is receiving the blessing. We can give without expecting anything in return because our reward does not come from the person I am blessing. My reward does not come from earth. It is coming from my Father in heaven. Blessing in this way actually reveals the character of God. You know, we as humans are naturally selfish. We look out for our own interests most of the time. And it can be very difficult for someone to do something for someone else without even just a hint of something in return. But God gave the ultimate gift in Jesus. God showed the supreme example of generosity. Romans 8.32, he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. And so as we bless in this countercultural way, we reveal the character and the generosity of God that was poured out on the cross. We can give generously because our lives are not ours anyway. As Jesus gave his life up for us, we give our lives away to others. How's this as an example from Acts chapter four? This is the early church. And it says that all the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. What we have is not ours anyway. Nothing we have belongs to us. And in fact, Paul the Apostle says that I have become a slave to Jesus Christ. You know, a slave has no possessions. Anything he receives is a blessing from his master. And so it is not ours anyway. We have given up those rights when we accept Jesus. My finance is not my own. My possessions are not my own. My time is not mine. My gifts and talents are not mine. God gives us these blessings because he loves us, but we are then called to use those things to relentlessly bless this world and reveal the heart of God. And as we give ourselves away in service to others, our lives become worship to the God who created us. And the great thing is, is that our master is generous. He is provider. He loves us. And he will supply all our needs according to his glorious riches. You know, we experienced this kind of blessing as a family last year when my mum passed away. The way that the church rallied around us, loved us, carried us through that time brought us meals, flowers, cards, looked after our kids at times. They didn't have to do that, 
They chose to show us love and through it, we were so blessed. Because of the Holy Spirit, we can be a blessing regardless of what is going on around us. I wanna read this story to you from Acts chapter eight. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went into the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened to Philip intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed, so there was great joy in that city. Here in the story, we see the early church facing persecution from Saul, who would later become Paul the Apostle. They were being hunted down for their faith, dragged out of their homes and thrown in prison. Would have been a scary time to be a follower of Jesus. And many ended up leaving their hometown and traveling into other cities in order to escape the onslaught. But what I love is that rather than allowing their circumstances to shrink them back, to cause them to hold back and to go into hiding, it says that as they were scattered, they preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. They had their lives built upon the rock. So even though their worlds were shaken, their faith remained strong. And they knew that they were blessed regardless and could therefore continue to be a blessing. Look at the impact that Philip had as he blessed people. It says, many people came to know Jesus and it said that there was great joy in that city. What a thought. Imagine a church, not just a gathering on a Sunday, that too, but imagine a people of God who carried the revelation that we are blessed to be a blessing so strongly and with such conviction that the result would be great joy in our city. That there would be joy in the city because of the church. There would be joy in the people of Christchurch because we as the church relentlessly bless people. That there would be joy all around because the kingdom is expanding. That's the kind of life that I want to build. That is the kind of church that we are building. But I felt the Holy Spirit nudge me as I was writing this part to remind us that this is why we need to rely on Him for every area of our lives and to cultivate intimacy with Him. Because one of the key ways this took place was due to the ministry that Philip outworked. He released the Holy Spirit to heal, to perform miracles, to cast out demons, to, to, to bring people back together and heal old wounds. Yes, he would have met their physical needs too. That was a mark of the early church. They were generous in the meeting of, the, of the, each other's needs. They provided for each other. But the true blessing people need is a revelation of the Father's love for them. A revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. You know, I am blessed today because I have breath in my lungs. But I am more blessed because I know that one day when I no longer have breath in my body, I will be standing face to face with my Saviour. I am blessed that I get to go to sleep in my house tonight. 
but I am more blessed because I know I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And it's the Holy Spirit that reveals Jesus to people. It's the Holy Spirit who can take physical blessing and turn it into a seed for spiritual harvest. Whenever you bless someone, you sow seed that the Holy Spirit can water. As you give generously, as you give your time, your finance, your resource, your hospitality, whatever it is God has given you, you provide opportunities for the Holy Spirit to illuminate Jesus in someone's life. We are blessed to be a blessing. And as I come to a close, as I was praying for today and us together, I really felt that God wanted to dig for people or to reopen some wells of generosity. You know, when Jesus was talking with the Samaritan woman at the well, it said that he would give us living water that would bubble up from within us. You know, the idea of bubble up was in contrast to the woman having to draw down deep to receive the water. It took hard work and effort. She had to to put the bucket down deep to bring the water up. But Jesus is saying that when we have the spirit within us, it bubbles up. It's not about any more work. It's about the work that has already been done and now it bubbles up from within us. I feel that is the kind of generosity that God wants to instill in his people. A generosity that doesn't take work, but bubbles up naturally from within us. A generosity that naturally overflows from our lives. That's the kind of generosity that impacts people. It's the kind of generosity that sows seed in people's lives, that could bring joy to a city. I feel there are some of you that, for you, generosity feels like a foreign concept in your life. You know, you're even thinking right now, I've never been shown any generosity towards me, so why on earth would I give it out to someone else? You know, generosity is not determined by our situation or our upbringing. It's not determined by our our financial situation or our circumstances. Generosity is a kingdom lifestyle that results from a conviction that I am blessed to be a blessing. The conviction that says, because of the price Jesus paid for me, I'm going to build a life that relentlessly blesses others. I'm going to pour my life out in service for people as an act of worship to my God. For some of you, you need to start to build brave. You need to take a faith risk. You need to have some courage to step out into the unknown and the uncomfortable, to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you where he hasn't led you before. For others, you need to start to build right. You need to get your priorities in order. That might mean taking a look at where you spend your finance, where you spend your time, where you invest yourself. The Holy Spirit's job is to bring people to Jesus. And as he does, he begins to realign our priorities with kingdom priorities. And I feel the Holy Spirit wants to work on that for us today. And so wherever you are right now, I would love it if you could join me in prayer. And as I'm praying, if there's any of those things that you feel are speaking to you. You can just agree in your spirit as I pray. It's the great thing about the Holy Spirit. He's not limited by time or space. He's with you right now and he wants to minister in your life. And so as I'm praying, would you just open up your heart? Say, Holy Spirit, have your way. 
Holy Spirit, work on me in the areas that you need to work on. Shift me, change me, change my priorities and my thinking. Create in me a clean heart, O God, the Scripture says. Ask the Holy Spirit, God, Holy Spirit, let me put you first in every area of my life. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your incredible generosity, for the incredible blessing that you showed us in sending your son Jesus to die on the cross and take the punishment that we so deserved. And because of your sacrifice, Lord, we are so incredibly blessed. Jesus, if we do nothing else, simply the revelation of you in our lives means we are so blessed, blessed beyond measure. God, I pray for that revelation to be so real in our hearts right now, that we are so blessed because of what you have done. And we are blessed to be a blessing. Lord, I pray that you would dig deep wells of generosity in our lives. Let us be a people that so relentlessly bless the people around us, that in everything we do, we would seek to be a blessing and to put you first. Lord, I pray for those who feel as though they've never experienced generosity. Holy Spirit, I pray you would meet them, fill them with your love, fill them with your spirit right now and show them the revelation of what Jesus has done for them. Lord, I pray for those who are maybe feeling held back by fear right now, fear of the unknown or intimidation about the future. Holy Spirit, I pray you would put a faith inside them, cause our faith to rise, that we would build brave in everything that we do, that we would be a blessing regardless of what our circumstances might say, regardless of what is going on around us because of your Spirit within us, we would be a blessing to many. And Lord, where there are those who need to build right, Holy Spirit, would you align our priorities to kingdom priorities? Set your plans and purposes so strongly in our lives. Let us live with a conviction to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness in everything that we do. And Lord, I pray that through our generosity, we would see great joy in this city. That Holy Spirit, you would be moving in people as we bless them. That you would be revealing Jesus, preparing people's hearts for the truth of your Son. We thank you again for everything that you are doing in our midst and in this season, God. Thank you that we are so blessed and I pray that we would live life as a blessing to others. Amen.